Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What is up and welcome back to What Culture Star Wars. The Mandalorian Chapter 14 included some really big doozies, including Grogu reaching out to the Force, but also the return of none other than Boba Fett. Yes, the episode finally delivered on that tease back from Chapter 9, with Boba back to retrieve the armor that is rightfully his. Like I said, this episode included loads of interesting details, but one thing I really want to focus on is how it changes everything we knew about Boba's character so far, as well as a few other details regarding his father, Django. With me today to unpack the latest episode, as always, is the bodacious Ben Roy Turner. Hello there. Hello there, indeed. Now, Ben Roy, what did you yes. think of Boba Fett's introduction? Because I thought it was remarkably well handled. He was grizzled, world-weary badass, but they also included some exciting new details that tell us more about his and his father's past. So it's really interesting because they've actually taken Boba Fett, which is one of the most coolest was characters in history. I'm I'm doing air quotes here for people (laughs) that are listening because essentially Boba Fett, Boba Fett, I never know how to say it, was just a cool toy for a lot of times. A cool toy that was banned that no one ever actually got to get that nice little cool jetpack thing and then just got eaten by a a hole in the floor, which is a a glorified... (laughs) Mouth, oh, on the floor. A mouth slug thing. You've come up with the next BBC quiz show there. That's going to be a reference completely lost on all of our audience. But yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just try and eat all the skiffs in Tatooine in the desert and all these jowls run away. Come at me. But mm-hmm. um, no, it's they've taken Boba Fett and they've given what was just essentially a suit and they've gone and they grabbed Boba Fett from episode two they've grabbed him over here and they've and they mixed it all together and now we kind of have someone who's got it feels like he resents the past. He's got regrets. He doesn't feel what I thought he was going to be so mean spirited. He's more like mellowed out and realized mm-hmm. like maybe just, just going for the highest bit. It's just like, I'm done with it. I, I can't give me my armor back, man. Like, yeah. come on. Like I, it, it's mine. <laughs> I didn't think they were going to give us him in the armor. And then, you know, spoilers for later on, but when they gave us the money shot, even mm-hmm. with the sort of dad body's got going on there, I, um, I, I was like, you know what? I wasn't expecting them to ever do this in the Mandalorian, but I'm kind of grateful for it. Even though sometimes it did look like a fan film. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, so this is, of course, another installment of the What Culture Star Wars podcast. We've got loads of stuff coming up in terms of you know, dissecting the episode. But one thing I, like I said, I wanted to focus on in the intro was the, the stuff that we got regarding Boba Fett, because obviously it's the biggest inclusion here. We didn't know whether the Mandalorian was going to remember that it had introduced Boba Fett in Chapter 9, you know, just kind of walking at the end. It was just picking up all these toys and putting them in different places. How but he is weeks? back. How, How many, many weeks? weeks was I going, uh, to, where's Boba Fett? Yeah, exactly. This was five weeks ago, four weeks ago, something like that. I can't remember. I've completely lost track of time in, in 2020. Um, but obviously, when we get him, you know, introduced, it's really cool because, you know, he's not only there, he's got Fennec Shand with, with him as well, which is great because you don't kill off Ming-Na Wen. If you have Ming-Na Wen in anything, you do not kill her off because she's great. And the other thing that was really cool here is that they kind of changed what we already knew about Boba Fett in the current canon. Now his characterization I think is pretty consistent because if you, you know, are familiar with the wider Star Wars comics that we've gotten recently, you'll know that Boba Fett has a strict code of honor and he honors that code of honor in this episode by agreeing <laughs> yes. to help Din obviously, you know, go after Moff Gideon and take the child back even when he didn't have to, which is really cool. But the other thing as well is that they confirmed that Boba's armor is just Django Fett that he's repainted, which is interesting to me because I'm fairly certain in most of the other expanded material we've gotten so far, it's been heavily implied that Boba assembled that armor himself and that he basically modeled it on his father's, whereas now we know that it is officially Django Fett's armor. And the other thing as well, which is a big doozy, is that we get confirmation here that Django Fett is a Mandalorian foundling and that he also fought in the Mandalorian Civil War. I believe that was heavily implied in the Clone Wars anyway, but to get confirmation of the fact that, you know, Jango is, for all intents and purposes, a true Mandalorian is pretty cool because, you know, it harkens back to the stuff in Legends, I believe. And also the fact as well, I think it's, it's way more interesting than what I initially speculated would be the case where I thought, you know, the Mandalorian would introduce Boba Fett as essentially sort of like a, a one, like a, just a kind of a side antagonist in a way, you know, he's meant yeah. to be, represent everything that a Mandalorian shouldn't be. And, you know, Din comes to learn that there is more to being a Mandalorian than just wearing the armor. But I like what they're going with here and the Fragile Alliance. And you know what? I'm not a big Boba Fett fan, but I was just like giddy as hell the entire time he was doing cool stuff. Like Tamura Morrison, he's fantastic. And yeah, what did you make of the revelations regarding the armor and Django Fett? I just want to say also, I do think he's an amazing. And when I watched, what was it? The DC film he was in, Aquaman. When I saw him in that mm -hmm. and I saw his age up a bit, I was like, you know what? You, you look like you could be an old Boba Fett. And mm -hmm. then lo and behold, like I didn't, Dave Floney got on the, got on the old bearing. I'm like, Can we please have you in this show? And it's just, I think the revelation, like it makes sense. That the armor was passed down, right? Because I don't think that when the prequels are about like best car armor and how instruct like how impervious it was wasn't really sort of like in the forefront of everyone's mind as a star wars fan like you didn't realize like I, i'm pretty sure everyone watching like attack of the clones wouldn't realize that uh, Django could have just put his arms up pretty much and blocked mace windu's uh swipe to the head and like mm. kai's head off sort of thing and I'm, I just like the lineage and I like that. I do feel like it's taking off the edge a bit of Django and Boba. Like, I, I like the bit of the ruthlessness they had, especially like when you have Boba who's just so like, just so like, nah, I'm, I'm here for the money, I'm here for the business and Empire Strikes Back and mm -hmm. you just feel like and it, nothing's going to sort of stop him. Yeah, but yeah. I do like the humanization of this character, even if it's just for a bit. And then we get another double, triple, quadruple sort of like uh, uh, double cross because in the end, like, Boba did sound a bit shocked when he's like, the Empire are back. But, I did want to touch on that, yeah. 
but uh, also he didn't they didn't shoot at him or anything like that. there was there's certain things like that there was no shots mm. fired there was there was no ties dispensed you know what i mean it all felt mm. a bit too clean at some points I, I don't know what you think about that yeah yeah i mean that's a good observation because i when i looked at that moment i was like why haven't they just shot him that feels like a very obvious omission but you know maybe there could be that ruthless streak to him i think the the thing that i want to point out is that you know, we have seen Boba depicted as an anti-hero, both in the new canon and in the old canon. And I was surprised, to be fair, that he reacted with as much anxiety and surprise that he, when he saw the, um, the the Star Cruiser and he was like, oh, the Empire's back in the Outer Rim. And he looked genuinely quite fearful when, for you know, given what we know of the character for, you know, so many years, is that he was at least a willing participant in the Empire. You know, he his time with Darth Vader goes back to in the gap in between episodes three and four, and then also in the gap between episodes four and five, where Boba is the person who reveals to Darth Vader that the pilot who destroyed the Death Star is actually Luke Skywalker. So, you know, yeah. he has a lot of history with the Empire. But obviously, you know, in, in Empire Strikes Back, there is that kind of hint that it's a fragile alliance. You know, he he's very protective over Han Solo. He doesn't want Darth Vader to kill him or whatever. So that is interesting. And I am curious to see how much they go into you know, exploring Boba's character here. And, you know, it, it's just, it, it's really cool to me because I, as much as I was there at, when this was first announced, like, oh, we're bringing Boba Fett back. And I was like, oh, no, don't bring Boba Fett back. No, I can't be asked. I, I was, I was <laughs> over the moon this entire episode. And I love the idea of this being a proper code of honor driven alliance they're going to do. And I'm looking forward to seeing him interact with Din. I really hope there isn't some sort of element of double crossing going on here. Although, you know, maybe the, the, the decision not to show the Star Cruisers shooting at Slave One was, you yeah. know, meant to be kind of a hint that there is something aloof going on. Um, but yeah, I, I thought the, 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 the idea of having them have an alliance, I was a big fan of. How lovely was it to also see the slave one back in action, like I not totally back in action, but just flying about and just seeing it again. And like now we have confirmation that it wasn't destroyed. I like we we never really knew what was happening to that ship, and I'm glad that Boba got it back. But I, I'm I I love this kind of one of stuff, but I also don't want him to be like don't want him to find out that he was always a sleeper rebellion agent or anything like that. I want Boba to have an edge of like darkness to him and sort of like I want him to be sort of like you know say maybe. 60 65% cool and nice, but there's also that like sort of like 40 45% that or 35% that is just like you know bad and like he's out there for the money still. So, what I, I would like to see as he's got the armor back, maybe his confidence also comes back because mm. we don't know what was happening to him after he crawled out the giant hole in the floor. Like, we don't fully really, it's all sort of still up there in mystery. And we know why didn't he get his armor of Cobb from Cobb Vanth? That was yeah. my big question as well. It's like, well, okay, so he's clearly after his armor. Wouldn't it have been easier just to go to Cobb Vanth? Oi, that's mine. Yeah. Piss off. <laughs> because, you know, he doesn't do that. So why didn't he do that? And uh, where was he this whole time? And also another big sort of question. Uh, I'm joking. A big question is where did um, Din Djarin's jetpack go? Because he wasn't wearing it at the end. I hope he didn't just leave it on Typho. 
Is it um, Tython? Tython. Yeah, I mean, I think I think he will have brought it back up. I would assume that his nice disintegration rifle thing is probably gone along with the rest yeah. of the Razor Crest. I mean, that's a good that's a good you know little pivot. We can segue off talking about um, Boba Fett because he's really cool, and you know, if we we could dedicate multiple podcasts just to talking about Boba. Um, but there were some big things that happened in this episode, like you, you mentioned there. The Razor Crest was completely destroyed, which is incredibly sad because it's like the coolest like you know piece of crap in the galaxy um but the best gas spear survived which you know it would because it's best gar and you know that heavily implies to me again you know, like we brought up last week that there is you know mando and gideon are gearing up for some kind of duel where gideon will be w- w- wielding the the dark saber and mando will be using the best gas spear and you know i feel as though this is kind of the route that it's going down now we're going to have obviously next episode we're going to have them you know busting out migs and the final one it'll be the big rescue and stuff i'm i'm really liking how we're getting set up for the finale here yeah, and also can I say dark troopers? How I called that. I was I'm so I was so happy that when they actually said dark troopers, like yes, mm. I was actually we got some of that. But um, yeah, it's it's, it's all it all just feels like it's playing out like one of the older games at the moment, and I'm just so like in in it all and trying to see how it's going to go. And um, sadly, Din's lost all of his stuff, and you you do know look, we do know this the real what's going to happen in this. The real episode next is going to be Din picking up a plate. And then just repairing the ship and rebuilding it one piece at a time. And that is the next four seasons of The Mandalorian right there. Rebuilding the ship. Maybe we'll have some sand spiders this time. Who knows? But um, <laughs> just, to, just to jump off of that ridiculousness. I, I um, It's going to be interesting now, Din not having a ship. And how long is he going to be with Boba? Like, we don't know how long. Like imagine if he just somehow inherits a slave one and Boba Fett's like, uh, I'm going to go back and retire on Tatooine and become a moisture farmer. Uh, <laughs> I hear there's an, there's an empty uh, homestead about, or, you know, there's an empty house somewhere. Like I might, I might just, I might just relax. Just, just flash forward about 20 years to when Ray's at the end of the rise of Skywalker is burying Luke and Leia's lightsabers and Tamora walks out in his dressing gown and his mug being like, Hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> Get out. <laughs> he's got Aunt Owen and Aunt Brew and Uncle Owen just displayed as like sort of decoration. Like weekend at Birdie's. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, no, I mean I I'm I'm I think, you know, given the 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 act well the, the rumours regarding the Boba Fett spin-off series and how they have come from reputable outlets like Deadline. Um, the, the way that the I've, I've heard people say suggest that it could be a prequel to season two where it will be about Boba and Fennec before then but also talk that it could potentially be you know the, the thing that segues into the third season of The Mandalorian and to be honest I, I think Fennec Shand is a really cool character and Boba Fett again obviously you know yeah. he has credentials uh, I would like the crew now to be Boba, Din and Fennec because I think that's a great dynamic that you could potentially have there um but not that i think it will last or anything but yeah i mean just great to see them all interacting and having that kind of alliance going it does, on it does feel like building a newer crew because you can't keep taking the same people around especially when um uh some of them are looking after a whole planet or so mm-hmm. like that. so it does feel like say a little bit of a change of the guard and also um our poor droid was destroyed last season so there's no droid there at this point i was always <laughs> wondering if they'd bring him back in some sort of uh mind transference but maybe that's that's just done forever which sometimes it's good to have things done forever but i i my hopes for this is they're together at least till the end of the season 
and Gideon somehow gets away. I was also uh, jumping into a bit of Gideon stuff when we had him towards the end and um, he was looking into uh, baby baby Grogu Yoda, however you want to call baby Yoda Grogu, Grogu Yoda baby. (laughs) We should say it all at the same time if you want. When he was um, (laughs) pushing away these stormtroopers and then force choking them for a bit, it seemed, and then lost the power to, and then... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. As <laughs> Moff Gideon got there, I just wanted, I, when you start talking, I just wanted baby Grogu to say, not if anything to say about it, I have, just throw him across the room like, yes, oh to Palpatine. Uh, that great shot of Revenge of the Sith where Ian McDermott just goes over for himself, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was, that was the, that's a good point to, to talk about because you do see, he, you know, Grogu point it, put it down to inexperience or, you know, fear or whatever, mm. but he isn't just force pushing these guys away he is choking them bending their limbs and slamming them together and stuff and that is interesting and you know again we've spoken about the connections to the dark side all along we don't know who he reached out to on that seeing stone it seemed that he was pretty chill and peaceful but do you think we're going to get any closure in the zen pose yeah yeah do you think we're going to get any closure on that in this season and you know we we did a we, you, me and you did a video earlier on this week about you know potential Jedi who could reach out and train Grogu, but came to the conclusion that you know Din Djarin isn't going to let go of him, and that they'll you know he'll accept his destiny as being you know Grogu's you know surrogate father, and you know being a Mandalorian and all that. And I feel as though that is kind of that sentiment is backed up by the opening exchange in this episode where you know Din is talking to Grogu, but it feels as though he's talking to himself. You know, he's psyching himself up, being like, "Oh, I know, I have to." have to give you the way of the Jedi and you know you can't just say no if he, if they come along and wants to train you and it feels as though he's talking to himself because he's not willing to admit he's made as much of an attachment to Grogu yet yeah. um I don't know but yeah do you think we're going to get any closure on where that that big beam went I think we get a foot like we did we did with Boba Fett I think we get a little mm. tease but also Kent how funny was it for him just to realize for Din to realize that 
he can just say Grogu and finally get oh, the attention of the child. And he's like, Arr! and just <laughs> so it's just like playing with a new pet. Like, don't do it. it's like, hello. And it's like, they look at you and like, they're waiting to be fed as Grogu's always waiting to be fed. I mm. think it was this the first episode where Grogu hasn't been eating anything. Maybe, maybe, maybe Mandalorian history right there. Maybe. I, I think we definitely, Grogu might. I think maybe Grogu spoke to someone and then maybe someone else was listening in. We don't know how this sort of, uh, the, this sort of thing would work, mm-hmm. but I think Grogu definitely got into contact with someone because you need stories to continue mm-hmm. and it'll be a little tease. I I'm still here for, we get another season of Gideon sort of being the main folly at least. And we still have all the, um, like uh, is Bo-Katan going to come back into it? And it, is Din Djarin is, and like maybe bother join uh, like in a fight like and we get all these mandos come together and they unite mandos and then everyone and then come back to mandalorian and we have this nice little happy ending i don't know it's, it's there's all this sort of possibility and and we don't know do we know what part like what creed or anything that uh boba fett belongs to like we don't know no 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 he's so dad, I, sorry he's that Django. No, yeah i mean i think they say that he was a flat foundling they don't say what part of but they just yeah. mentioned that he fought with the mandalorian civil wars i know there were um a few lines or either either alliance in the clone wars or in some other like expanded piece of material like in the comics or whatever where they mention how Django Fett was disavowed by the Mandalorian government um but obviously you know during the Mandalorian civil war you had the new Mandalorians and you had obviously you know the traditionalists and Death Watch and stuff who didn't want Mandalore to be pacifists or whatever and I'm willing to wager that you know Django probably had some kind of affiliation with Death Watch or some other group that you know I, I don't see Django wanting it to be a peaceful endeavor, especially since, you know, he gave up his genetics to, to found the biggest army in the history of the galaxy. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if maybe, you know, there are so many, like, like we've mentioned before, they've set up so many potential avenues for spinoffs here. And, you know, either for that to be picked up in another TV show, another cartoon, another comic, another book, whatever, they could take them in so many different perspectives. Question but, for you. Go so, on. Sorry, I'm no, interrupting. Really cool. How many of the sort of the clone troopers were alive at the end of Rebels? Were any of them alive? Uh, any of the main characters, like Rex or anything like that? Is it Rex? Yes. Yes. So um, Rex. Maybe Bob and Rex meet up and like, Potentially. I mean, you know, we, there was that, you know, if you look on Dave Filoni's Twitter right now, he has a lovely concept art image that looks like it belongs to the Mandalorian of Ahsoka and Rex post Rebels riding around on those lizard things. Are they Blurgs? I think, I think they're riding around on Blurgs. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Rex, obviously, in Rebels, he survives all the way to, you know, Return of the Jedi. They made a retcon the other year where the beardy fellow that's it's a part of him. So, yeah, the beardy fellow in Han Solo's drug team is actually Rex as well. And anyway, it's heavily rumored that Tamara Morrison is playing multiple roles in The Mandalorian, whether that's in this season or next season is, you know, kind of up in the air. But definitely, I would love to see Rex. And the, it, the thing, the most exciting thing for me is also slightly frustrating because there are so many different things that can go here, but I have no clue where they're going to start and who's going to get the most focus. Um, So that's, that's the big thing at the moment. It does feel like whatever is happening now is becoming a bit too big for the shows we've said before, mm-hmm. but um, I would rather that than a bit too much than a bit too little. Like we felt like we had at the start of the series mm-hmm. and wherever it spills into the, uh, to an Ahsoka series, which I think it should, like we still had the thing like Thrawn was name dropped last week and he's going to be the specter now that I mentioned where's Thrawn every episode. Mm-hmm. Like he may never appear in the Mandalorian. He may appear in Thrawn's adventures with Ezra around the galaxy, but um 
who knows sort of thing that... I, have a, I have a question for you actually because yes. it, might, it might be interrupting you here but obviously at the end of this episode um, Moff Gideon tells his officers to inform Dr Pershing that they are going to be en route they have found the suitable donor do you think we might go back to Camino? I was thinking about that the um, when we were talking about earlier but I don't um, I don't know how much of, if, if there's any other parts of Camino. Like, didn't they have mm. several conflicts, and didn't the Emperor or Palps or however you want to call him mm -hmm. uh, ordered like the facilities to be destroyed and shut down? Potentially, sure. but but maybe you know they've they've kind of moved in there because obviously we know that Pershing has the Kaminoan patch on him. Yeah. Um. So I would I'd be very excited to go back to Camino. I'd love to see them do something with that. I'm not as familiar with what went down on Camino um in the new canon yeah. obviously in the original star wars battlefront 2 you take the 501st and you you take down the the clone rebellion or whatever but i'm not familiar with what happens in the new canon um either way uh, i'm excited to see where we're going next i think what's obviously what's going to happen right now i mean it'd be fitting as well if you know you're going to get tamura morrison to play on multiple roles um you know maybe that's that's a great excuse to have maybe rex is back there investigating an imperial city i don't know i'm getting way way too ahead of myself here but i would like to see camino at some point especially Especially given I kind of thought that this week's setting was a little bit boring. <laughs> yes, it did feel like student film location and mm. some of like some of the Boba Fett like shots just looked a bit too cheap for my liking. It feels like we need to add more to that costume where it's more of a like sort of like cape or something to fill it out a bit more then it just feels like you've stuck some plates onto a bit of fabric which I mean if you, I looked back at photos and it was that but it just I don't know why it just feels a bit uh, janky at the moment, even though it also was point. cool at the same time. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's kind of the point for now because you know yeah. he's been wearing those robes to protect him from the heat of Tatooine. Um, you know, he's, he's wielding the Tuscan Raider cycler rifle, he's also got the gaffy stick as well, which he uses. Um, but yeah, I think it's intentional. You could see him maybe getting some like proper under armor, I want to call it that, or a jumpsuit yeah. to go underneath the armor potentially. Um, but yeah, I, I think that if I was going to criticize any aspect of this episode, I would say that Tython as a whole um, didn't match the other locales we've seen in The Mandalorian. It just looked like they filmed it on like just some, you know, a, a patch that they'd found outside. And again, I love me some Robert Rodriguez. I love me some Robert Rodriguez. But I did think that, you know, this wasn't the, the, the show. Into, I, I thought the action was well handled. I loved the stuff with the gaffy stick that Boba uses to, you know, yeah. club the the stormtroopers um but it definitely did feel a bit weird a bit too earth-like with all the vegetation around yeah i i, I this is one thing that styles is always gonna have a problem with unless mm. they do some like different unless they create some more uh different environments and i'm trying to think of the mushroom planet which is um felucia i'm the worst styles found that all these things escape my mind from it but like now that they've got this like now that they had this uh the magical set war thing that they could, they should probably do a bit more of that. Like mm -hmm. we get that in the game sometimes where planets look a bit more space-like because you're just crafting that. Whereas in the real world, we're, we're just filming in the real world. But I think with that new, with the new technology they've sort of got around, I think we need to maybe jump a bit more into more sci-fi looking locations than a hillside if I mm -hmm. was to be the biggest critic. If that, that was my biggest, biggest critique. But also, I, I, as we wind down, I want to know what you think about like the Death Troopers and stuff because, like, did they um, the Dark Troopers? The Dark Troopers, not the Death Troopers. I'm cool. <laughs> uh, because we had Stormtroopers bumbling around being idiots and using mortars and just not getting out of the way of a, not running to the left or the right from a boulder. But the the Dark Troopers 
for me are sort of like they feel like the actual folly for Mando and Bobo and everyone as we get to the conclusion with Gideon this season, I hope. Yeah, the Dark Troopers, I was, I was, re- I thought they looked great. Obviously, you know, the production standards of this show are high and they look, they look fantastic. Um, and I'm, I thought it was interesting how we didn't really see Din take stock of the fact that they were droids. Obviously, you know, he's gotten over his droid phobia now, given, you know, what he went through in season one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing them be used in an actual combat capacity. I want to know what makes these droids tick. Uh, they, have they got, you know, mad armor plating? What, what blasters have they got? That sort of thing. I thought it was cool how they were flying around. That was pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I'm looking forward to just seeing more of them. Sentinels, the way <laughs> yeah, they, they did. They did, you know, and... Uh, uh, again, it, uh, it's one of those things where I just look at them and I'm like, wow, we have dark troopers in live action. That is so cool and something that I personally would have never expected to happen with Star Wars. So yeah, that's that's a big highlight for me. And yeah, I mean, I, I'm curious to see how many of them he has. Are they just the only, you know, the only group he has? I mean, there, there were quite a few that were lined up in the hangar of his um, mm. his starship. But yeah, I don't know. Are they going to be sort of like mini Terminators where they're hard to kill or something? Mm. It's, there's always questions to answer. And like, the, I think still probably the biggest question as, as I think everyone has is when's Zuckus and Dengar going to get in the fold? And when are we going to bring the entire band back together and boss? Where's Bosk? Let's get him back in there. We, we spoke about it, spoke about him in solo. We've not seen him for a while though. So yeah. <laughs> But I'm really here. I think next episode, next chapter, next season, Zuckus. Let's have the Zuckus backstory. And I can't wait to go to his planet filled with gas. I can't believe you've just dropped the Zuckus bomb <laughs> out of nowhere, man. God, he's the harpoony one, isn't he? He has the harpoon. Is he the guy yeah, that's the diver? The breathing apparatus because his whole planet is like they they live in their atmosphere. And if they leave, if anyone goes to their planet, they have to like rebreathers and stuff so yeah, yeah. but Zuckus well, is the um the king yeah i think i think we've covered everything right now in terms of yeah. you know what we think of boba the stuff that you know the way that the show has kind of given us insights into his character and all that sort of thing but one ooh, other thing do, do you think that uh baby grogu is gonna be the folly like do you think baby grogu is gonna be the how we get palpatine back oh i mean the, i think the evidence we, we brought this up when during the 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 episode where we get to see the the, the tanks and stuff, the yeah. actual like the the tanks that hide, what I thought were early versions of Snoke. You kind of speculated that they might be, you know, dark force troopers in terms of like um, what we see. What were they called? Shadow troopers in the old games or whatever. The, the force Shadows. sensitive. Yeah. Shadow and there's another one. There's another yeah. type. But yeah. I'm trying yeah. To um, but yeah, I mean, we know from that from that show, well, from that episode, that they worked in a little bit of Snoke's theme when the shot came over them, uh, and we still don't know who Moff Gideon is, you know, kind of serving. It seems like his operation is small, but is it's 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 secretive as well. So yeah, yeah I mean. I have no idea. I kind of don't want the Mandalorian to go down that route because I don't care for Rise of Skywalker, just me personally. Um, but if they find a way to make that creative decision more interesting, then more power to it. I mean, I, I'm along for the ride at this point. I've been impressed by everything that we've seen for the most part this season. So, yeah, what do you think? Uh, I think that it's probably going to be like we, the, 
force transfusions have been attempted before in other parts of the canon. I think it's going to be that, but I, I don't think, uh, I think this was a question asked by some, uh, by a Josh on Twitter, by the way, I just thought, mm-hmm. uh, JT, well, I would give him a shout out, but yeah, uh, this, I don't think it's going to directly link into it. I think perhaps at this point it's already on Exegol and he's just going to be over there and doing his own thing. I don't think it's got anything to do with Snoke either because I don't think someone like Moff Gideon, who I think might have been just a little sort of like lower, sort of lower down gremlin guy. And then once the Empire started to fall fall apart, he might have come across into some power and then just sort of like ruthlessly just killed anyone that was in his way and just rose and rose and rose like that. He might have been just a low, lower officer. And I don't think someone like that is going to want to give power back to anyone, to like a magician when he's like a, he's, he's like a, a man of the empire. Sort of yeah, thing. he does. He has, he has grand designs. He has the, the dark saber and stuff. So, yeah. but yeah, I want to know what you all think of the Mandalorian chapter 14 down in the comments below. If you're watching on YouTube or let us know on social media if you've been listening on Acast or wherever else podcasts are found because I know where they're found but I'm just saying they're found everywhere um, please also be sure to check out What Culture Star Wars you are obviously here if you're on YouTube right now uh, it would be great if you could join us for future installments of the What Culture Star Wars podcast you can hit the, give the video a like and also subscribe to the channel where we've got other stuff planned in the coming weeks and months ahead but for now anyway I've been you you can follow me on Twitter at you in ruins things and you can follow Ben Roy Turner on Twitter at. After you've taken a dirt nap, you can follow me at Ben Roy Turner. And if you don't know where that quote is, then you've been playing the wrong Star Wars games. <laughs> uh, we will see you next time. Bye. Good night, everyone. Good. It's midday. <laughs> I'm going to bed. <laughs> Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So. Talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.